from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, January 27th, 2012, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And uh, uh, we are on a, a print deadline today. The magazine, our March issue of Relevant, is going to the printer, and so the editorial team pleaded can we can we can we not do the podcast? Can 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 we focus on the magazine? I said, well, the magazine pays our bills. The podcast is a complete waste of time. So yes, you may stay working on the magazine. So filling in for Hambone, our illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. I'm sorry. I'm already a disappointment. So <laughs> it's hashtag Hambone free today. <laughs> this is a Hambone free zone. Hambone free in 2003. That's our motto. Hambone free zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a good podcast, a great podcast coming up for you today. Uh, in our studio, Daniel Bashta recorded a few songs. Uh, so we have Daniel Bashta coming up later. And we also talked to author Aaron Stern, who has a new book out called What's Your Secret? Uh, and, and preparing for his, to get his bio, I Googled Aaron Stern's secret. And um, I don't want to tell you what came up. It was, really? Uh, yeah. No, oh. <laughs> really, you. really incriminating stuff. Anyway, stay tuned for that. Uh, but up first, your entertainment releases uh, Tuesday. Music coming out on Tuesday, January 31st, which is my dad's birthday. Lana Del Rey mm. with the very, very hyped Born to Die coming out. I was driving, listening to XMU. And she was the in-studio guest. She's played all the time on that station. But she was the in-studio guest, so she, it was right after SNL. So it was like, even after the SNL debacle, they still had her come in. Well, she's really she, good in their, their setting. <laughs> she's probably playing to one person, though. She was. She was just, yeah. Yeah. But it was funny because uh, they started to play, and um, she didn't have a level, right? And so she s- said to the guy, like, hey, I'd like some more guitar. But they had already turned on the, the effect on her mic. So it was like... It sounded like she was like in a hall with a thousand angels. Hello, I would like some more guitar. It's like, wow, they treat her vocals. I was gonna say it sounded like she was using the uh, like that uh, what was the little John app on your iPhone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the auto tune me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's coming out. Got got ye? Not to be con- uh, confused with Kanye or got ya. It's G O T Y E with making mirrors and the Asteroids Galaxy Tour. With Out of Frequency. You, you know them because their their last album had that ubiquitous Heineken ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, play a piece of their song. There you go. See, so that, so it's, uh, you know them. Anyway, they have a new album coming out. And it actually is good. Every time I listen to them, I want to drink Heineken. <laughs> So, so it worked. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's they're the type of group that's so like kind of one one hit, very unique sound. You wonder if they could do anything good again. And their their new album's actually it's solid. A, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good spring summer album. If you're a girl and you like mm-hmm. Icelandic or Norwegian pop music, it's it's a good yeah. fit for you. There you go. Um, movie releases coming out on Friday, February third. The Woman in Black. Starring Daniel Radcliffe, so he's that looks very scary. Looks so terrifying. hold on, so starring Daniel Radcliffe, so is it like Tootsie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's it's a horror version of Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, Did you guys ever see the basketball version of Tootsie, Joanna Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, I, I'm serious. There's I a saw movie, it. yeah, I know. And I, I saw it on a plane. You did it, not. It, it's literally the worst movie. I almost like chose to. Just turn it off and just stare blankly at the back of my seat. So you you said, did you see Joanna Man? I mean, I knew that it existed, but I chose not to see it. Wow. No, I would have chosen to. It, it was on a plane, and it wasn't one of those planes where you, you can, like, select from all these other movies. It was like, 
the only source of entertainment. You, you have know? the option to look away. I'm just saying. I, I know. I almost wanted to do like Mystery Science Theater 3000, like <laughs> see if anyone on the plane would do it with me. But it, 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 for people who are unfamiliar with the with the plot, <laughs> an NBA player uh, is kicked out of the league for his uh, ill-behaved antics and is forced to dress and drag and join the WNBA. I think it was inspired by Dennis Rodman. <laughs> it could be. Joanna Man, the Dennis Rodman story. <laughs> it's a new Lifetime movie of the week. <laughs> Um, also coming out, Chronicle, starring Dane DeHaan and Alex Russell, and Big Miracle, starring John Krasinski, uh, the guy from The Office, uh, Drew Barrymore, and Ted Danson. The Whale Movie. Oh, The Whale Movie. Also a Tootsie remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. listening to Death Cab for Cutie so that's why you're depressed um, the song is Underneath the Sycamore it's from their new album Codes and Keys and is, the video is playing right now on Relevant.tv at the beginning of the podcast you heard of Monsters and Men the song is Little Talks this is going to be the big group of the year in my opinion they're going to be I'm calling it right now I'm calling it right now they're going to be the one that like everybody freaks out about like Mumford and Sons this year and actually we say actually we say that in our new music guide in the March issue, which is going to the printer today, which is why Hambone's not here. Anyway, of Monsters and Men, check them out. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, I actually have two slices, but I'm going to uh, read the headlines back to back and add my own little commentary here, and I'll explain. It'll all make sense. Just trust me. Uh, the first headline is, Dracula monkey comes back from the dead in Borneo. Wow. Kevin Bacon's Twitter blog hacked. Are these events related? <laughs> <laughs> I contend that they are. Okay, so there's this really creepy, weird-looking monkey called the Dracula monkey uh, that has been thought to have been extinct since 2004. Um, they're called the Dracula monkey because they had this creepy hair that like forms a collar, sort of like the Dracula cape. And they have this face that is like black and white, and it looks like he has this white beard. It is a hideous beast. Um, and they thought hey. that this monkey had been extinct uh, for years now, but they recently found more in Borneo. At the same time, Kevin Bacon's Twitter account is hacked. So I'm not an expert on these Dracula monkeys, but I was doing some research online, and I'm pretty convinced they may have supernatural powers. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back from the dead to, to hack Kevin Bacon's Twitter? Well, well, here's here's a theory. I think they're setting themselves up for like a Planet of the Apes kind of situation, but maybe with a Twilight twist because of the Dracula thing. Um, <laughs> and their first show of power, just to see how powerful they are, is they had to do something high profile but really inconspicuous. So why not advertise diet weight loss pills on Kevin Bacon's Twitter account? Mm. No one would suspect it's them but they still get to exercise their power. So how do we know that his account was hacked? Because he might just be trying to make a few extra bucks and uh, sell some diet weight loss pills. Well, he, he went on and said that it was spam and that he was hacked. But you have a point there. I mean, wh what if he was just like, man, just, what if you know, Bacon's just really hard up for some cash right now his and spams thing. his own followers and then after he sells a bunch of diet weight loss pills, claims it was hacked. Right, because you know, he, he does it, makes a few bucks, then with the outrage, he says, oh, I'm sorry, I was hacked, but he still cashes the checks. And what if he, it was, th th this plot goes really deep and he's the one who's been hiding all these Dracula monkeys <laughs> for the last 10 years so that they get the blame, not him. And the diet weight loss pills are his own recipe and they actually bring monkeys back from the dead. 
I, I, I think that in the words of George Costanza, this thing's like an onion. The more layers you peel back, the more it stinks. Yeah, one of the one of the side effects of his diet weight loss pills is it may bring monkeys back to life. <laughs> might bring evil monkeys back from the dead. It's just might one of, a, but they might bring a species that we have long hope have since been eradicated because they are definitely evil. Might bring them back from the dead. Yeah, it's just so, it's so, very so rare. So if you purchase these Kevin Bacon diet pills, whatever you do. <laughs> dispose of them like burn these pills and don't get near the fumes either well so you know i mean there's a lot of movies about things just coming back from the dead but something sparks it and maybe these kevin bacon diet pills are the things and it's like the coming zombie apocalypse monkey zombie zombie apocalypse is because of kevin bacon's diet pills yeah usually it's some sort of weird like toxic event right and uh, what could be more toxic than home-brewed kevin bacon diet pills <laughs> well what you don't know is his factory where he makes them borneo <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he's got a secret lair in borneo who would ever think to look for him there right exactly and what and it's the it's the spillage it's the toxic waste coming from his diet weight loss pills factory that seeped into the soil connecting with the monkey carcasses and brought them back from the dead. This is more horrifying than we could have all imagined. This is worse than a horror Tootsie movie. Right and now. and if, if you have trouble believing the plausibility of this, I saw a picture recently. Hey, it was like on like one of those celebrity sites of Kevin Bacon shirtless. The guy's in awesome shape. So obviously he's been experimenting with his own diet pills and they work. <laughs> they work. <laughs> because Kevin Bacon's got to be in his 50s and he... He looked like you know he had he had situation abs. So <laughs> I don't I don't think this scenario is completely implausible. So you know he the question is whether or not he knows that the side effect that the the spillage from his factory you know that it would bring monkeys back to life or not. And if he did know, did he move forward anyway and just said you know it, it's worth that side effect to culture for, for, for people to have access to my special diet pills or did he not know and that this is that, that the monkeys come back to life caught us all off guard and then well, the question is ethically does he stop making the diet pills well, I, I think, okay, if you're in it this deep, if you're in a lot of, if you're in a lot of financial trouble, as we presume Kevin Bacon was to go through with this. Right. Of course, I have no, I have no real data. To well, this, no, no, no. Clearly, after he, he spent way too much money on the construction of his factory in Borneo because he chose such saying. an exotic location. It, he it, crossed the point of no return. Right. Monkeys, ghost monkeys, or no ghost monkeys, he's in this thing. Yeah, so he has to see this through. You're right. So he probably became aware during the testing phase, the R&D phase, of the potential side effect of monkey resuscitation. But he said, I, I, I have no out here. I ha I've spent my life savings on this diet pill factory in Borneo. I have to see this through. Exactly. Like I, like I said, he's literally in too deep. There, there was no turning back. Yeah, and he said, he said I nobody... Mean, he's created a race of evil Dracula monkeys <laughs> and he, that may have supernatural powers. And, and he said, you know, nobody's going to connect these dots. <laughs> I, I mean, that's really the thing here is like, it's, there's no way anybody will ever uncover this. So, of course, I'm going to sell and spam my diet pills upon culture because nobody's going to know that the, that the monkeys in Borneo are from me. Well, that's, you know, he wasn't expecting to get us on the case. <laughs> I feel like Scooby-Doo and the gang. That we yeah, just exactly. we're going to rip all, off. All I need to, to really blow the lid off this is more shirtless pictures of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> the world can't handle more shirtless pictures of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm glad we're able to warn our, our audience about this. This is, this is truly an evil plot. It is. I agree. <laughs> all right. What do you have, Maya? Um, this is just a weird... Uh, collection this guy has. Um, he's over in the UK and he collects rare miniature alcohol bottles of spirits and such. Uh -huh. He had 450 that apparently were collectible and somebody stole them all. And the, and the um, he said it, he said it just took his fancy to collect these little like it tickled his fancy. Yeah, it says that it, it took my fancy. If oh. he said that, he deserved to get them stolen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between getting your fancy tickled and taken? <laughs> well, <Hey>. one's rape. <laughs> um, no, that, so yeah, some people have fancy whistles. You know, uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, what you don't realize is this is connected to Kevin Bacon and the monkeys because 
I know somebody who bought the diet pills and they came. The packaging was a little tiny miniature spirits bottle. Really unique. Yeah, he bottle. couldn't afford the pill bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't realize the expense of building an exotic lab in Borneo. And he's like, oh man, I, I finally got these pills done and, and I, I figured out where to, to, to dump all the w- wastewater just right in this river over here. But I can't afford the pill bottles. I wonder if there's a place where somebody strangely has collected miniature bottles that I could go in and just take them all for my first first batch. Well, they they are also old. They said that they um, the liquid inside is really now poisonous, and it's uh, don't drink it. it uh, maybe that contributed to all this. Maybe the diet pills, when it touches the poisonous old spirits, creates a thing that brings monkeys back to life. It, it creates some sort of weird monkey elixir. <laughs> See that's that was the missing ingredient. That yeah. was it. I, this is now all the pieces have come together. <laughs> <laughs> you guys live in your own world. <laughs> Maya, we have cracked an uh-huh. international situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is truly a, a crime. You know, everyone's talking about this mega upload guy and how exotic his crime is and how he's like a super villain when Kevin Bacon's right in front of us the whole time <laughs> pulling off these crimes. Well, most of them are. I mean, they they fall, you know, under the radar. People don't see that the, the true villains, you know, what they're doing because they have layers and stuff. I mean, it, it goes all the way to to polluting the, the rainforest of uh, Borneo to stealing some <laughs> Poor guy's alcohol collection. <laughs> oh boy! All right, what do you have? His to depravity ask? knows no bounds. It's true. The world needs to be rid of Kevin Bacon <laughs> and his evil phantom monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he had. All right, see, he needs an army of phantom Dracula monkeys to protect him because once the world becomes aware of the of what an evil danger he is, he will be eradicated. Or he will be. They will. So he has to build his army of phantom monkeys to protect him in the night. So you're saying it's sort of like an island of Doctor Moreau scenario. I right think now. that's what we're looking at. I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, like the like the creepy Val Kilmore version. <laughs> you guys are writing a movie right now. And no, no, that if if you have any sort of collection of small spirit bottles. It it is you need to probably lock that down, put it in a vault or a safe or something because Kevin Bacon will find it. You may have an evil monkey show up at your house. <laughs> he just sends them in through the window. You know, maybe that's part of it too, because they're really nimble and they can crawl through little windows and stuff. They stole his miniature they, alcohol. The monkey stole all the miniature alcohol bottles. That's how yeah, he went the, undetected. It's the oh. perfect crime. And it's like I'm, someone is like, "Is that a Dracula monkey?" And they're like, "No, you're seeing things. They're extinct." <laughs> And they have no fingerprints. You're right. You're right. I'm just going crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's that's how he did it. Wow. Yeah. He's an evil genius. He really is. I mean, all of this and for the end game is just to spam his followers with diet pills. <laughs> well, to make it, a really, few it really feels like he 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 thought so much about this, but the 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 closing of the deal was just not that great. Right. You know? Right. Right. Uh, and for first time listeners who listened in because Daniel Bashta is performing, um, this is normally our segment where we give kind of the week's news and uh, uh, it has devolved into this. So and, there you and go. this is the most important thing that happened in the world this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you, all right. For the first oh, time man. ever, Chad Michael Snavely bringing a slice. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Hambone. Yeah. Um, well, in the, uh, in the where are they now category, uh, let's talk about Kevin Federline. Uh, ex- K-Fed, K-Fed, as I call him. Ex-husband of, uh, of a, one of our favorite, Britney Spears, who's appeared on the podcast many times. <laughs> um, the uh, Not only is Kevin Federline gaining weight, and uh, you might not have known this, but he was on the Australian weight loss reality show Excess Baggage. Have you ever watched that show? Yeah, I TiVo it. Okay, good. <laughs> well, if that's not bad enough, uh, he had to be checked into a hospital the other day because he had a heart attack. <gasps> no. He's 33 years old. He experienced a roaring pulse and signs of a minor cardiac arrest before being taken to the hospital. Is he recovering? He is recovering. Uh, He is a former backup dancer. He was previously hospitalized in December for heat stress uh, while filming the same show in the deserts of Outback, Western Australia. He clocked in at 232 pounds. But he's, I mean, he's like six something. Remember? He's like six one. Yeah. 
232. I mean, that's not morbidly obese. No, but he has yeah. gone through a lot I, of stress. I just think he. I just don't think he's at his dancing weight. Yeah. <laughs> Remember probably before not. Britney when he was his dancing weight probably been he, in about one fifty. If you say he Britney ruined him, yeah, she ruined him. She's she's like I'm, the female Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I, I just remember that song he put out. Uh, <laughs> put out well, song? Popo's out. <laughs> I think it was on the soundtrack to Juana Man. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the theme song to Juana Man. They just played the song over and over again throughout the film. It was the only. It was the only song they could afford to license. <laughs> Kevin Kevin actually paid to get it in Juana Man. <laughs> Most of the movie was funded by Kevin paying them to use that song with Britney money. Yeah, uh, uh, much of that song is him going like this. Yo! <laughs> well, I promise, if you listen to the song, stop it. You're being for real. Yes. Is that like his signature sound? Like Rick Ross has the bark, and Kanye has the like the eh, or whatever he does. That's so <laughs> ugly. But this K Fed is that K Feds? I, I think so. You know, like D, uh, DMX has the you know like the the growl kind of right. dog bark. K Fed has a little yip. <laughs> Is it kind of like Kramer did when he's trying to get Joe DiMaggio's? It's exactly attention? like that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest; it's been a long time since I've heard Popo's out. <laughs> That's a masterpiece right there. Um, all right. On that note, uh, we will wrap up probably the most important episode of Slices you will have ever, ever. heard on this, on this podcast. You'll never get that 15 like, minutes of your life back. I feel like 3% <laughs> of, is gone. It's of gone. that was, was actually true. <laughs> 3%. The two headlines were actually true. <laughs> true. Everything else was just make believe yeah. from you guys. No, it's called insight in in uh you, you watch these shows all the time it's we just we just uncovered a, a nefarious plot mm-hmm. yeah this is like csi internet edition right yeah exactly <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, now now cameron pulls down his glasses and he goes now we just brought home the bacon yeah <laughs> 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 and then like that who guitar plays you know what i'm talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys familiar with that reference? <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Um, okay, that'll do it for slices. Uh, stay tuned up next, Daniel Basta. You're listening to Anthony Green. The song is Only Love, featuring Nate Roos. It's from their album Beautiful Things, which apparently he stole from Gunger. It's the exact same album. No, it's not. Yes, I'm totally yeah, different. Totally different. How, you know, I know you can't trademark a book title, so I guess it's like that with album titles too. It must be. I mean, uh, otherwise, uh, Gunger has a pretty good lawsuit yeah. in place against Anthony Green. Yeah. Well, maybe they should follow up on it. See what happens. See what happens. Hmm. Daniel Bashta is a worship leader um, that hails from New Orleans, Louisiana. He's uh, grown up kind of all over the world, uh, Mexico, Russia, China, Netherlands, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Puerto Rico, and Jamaica. Guess what? His parents were missionaries. Uh, now he's actually a worship leader in Atlanta and has released a debut album on integrity called The Sounds of Daniel Bashta. Uh, the, the album features the song Like a Lion, which was uh, recorded by the David Crowder Band, so people probably know that one. Recently, Daniel brought kind of an all-star band with him and recorded in our studio. It was, it was Daniel, it was his brother. Mm-hmm. Playing guitar and singing some backup. Uh, Jason Morant on piano. Who produced the record from New and, Orleans. And uh, Rita Springer, who's a fantastic worship artist in yeah. her own right. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty awesome. They actually recorded five songs and then we did an interview with Daniel as well. All six things will be on Relevant TV on Monday. We're going to play two of the songs here on the podcast. Performing Dreamers, here is Daniel Bashta. Oh, hey. 
to dream the dreams of hell who was slain who was beaten warring of a love that can never be defeated arise arise all you sleeping arise arise begin to sing the song of our redemption victory is ours we can never be defeated So come alive, come alive Out of the ruins we will rise So come alive, come alive Out of the ruins we will rise Where is your victory? 
That was Daniel Bashta. Check him out at danielbashta.com. listening to first aid kit with wolf from the album lion's roar so lion's roar wolf and the and the group is called first aid kit so is all of the music themed about getting mauled by wild animals yeah after which you will need a first aid kit safe to say yeah it's very it's very aggressive and intense music right actually it's not at all Aaron Stern is the pastor of The Mill, um, a college and 20-somethings ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. He's a speaker and a founder of The Lead Network and is now an author. He recently wrote a book called What's Your Secret, which talks about kind of the stuff that we all have, we all hide, and how confession can bring uh, healing and forgiveness. He recently spoke to Josh Loveless about the book. Here is... Aaron Stern. Aaron, this is uh, the first book from you. And for some reason, The Itch Within said that you just had to write something about secrets. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what pushed you to take on a project uh, about secrets? Yeah, I think there was a few things, really. Um, Working with college students, 20-somethings for the past decade, um, has put me in a position where I've been sitting across Starbucks tables uh, from so many different people and hearing what's inside their hearts. And so often, uh, finding out and hearing the little details that they don't want to tell anybody else. And, but I think the, the other thing was, you know, I, I probably, just about all of us, would be able to to talk about some sort of story, whether it's somebody close to us, a parent, um, a pastor, um, a leader in some way that had a secret, and that secret came out and it blew up, and it blew up the church, it blew up the marriage, it blew up the relationship, and so so just realizing we are all so impacted by secrets, and especially when they're, when they're concealed and kept and not opened up and not given um, the light of day. We've all been in small group communities or in relationships where there seems to be this cycle of um, maybe someone's decided now they're going to live, you know, a a life that's more authentic. And so they they find themselves kind of in this cycle and pattern where they confess on a regular basis, but there isn't life transformation happening so that they they really aren't changing. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's a person that we're meeting with. Um, Do you have any ideas or thoughts about how to move from that place of confession to life transformation and how to make that giant leap? Yeah, that is a giant leap. And I think the, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is that that confession in and of itself, just kind of putting the information out there. You know, I did this last weekend, or this is what's going on in my heart. There's a difference in my mind between being transparent and being vulnerable. Mm. And to just kind of put it out there, hey, everybody, I'm going to be authentic and just tell you what I did last week. Right. But not really inviting people into the, the vulnerability aspect, I think, is yes, putting the information and what happened out there, but also welcoming other people into the process of, of healing and that process of living out and walking in freedom. Mm. And and so, so there's an aspect of how is it that we're confessing, but I also think that there's an aspect of creating an environment of patience. Uh, I think we live in a, in a very impatient world, and if, if there's a, 
and trust in the work of the Holy Spirit, a welcoming in of the Holy Spirit and of the community of God into that process, then then maybe we can let go a little bit of the pace of what that's supposed to look like. Um, but it is a two-way, two-way street in my mind. It's, it's a, the Holy Spirit is at work. The, the, it may be a three-way street. The, I, the individual is surrendering themselves to the work of the Holy Spirit, and they're welcoming in the, the community into that. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of different pieces, but how and when that, that transformation process happens, um, when we think that we know how it's supposed to look, I think is when we get in trouble. There's a lot of people that don't know what to do when someone looks at them and and just confesses something and, and breaks open a secret. I mean, we've all sat with people who have told us something they haven't told someone ever before. And uh, some of us are equipped to do that naturally. Some people have gone to school for stuff like that. Any thoughts that – what do you think through when someone kind of – you know, puts on your lap, hey, this is something I've never told anyone. Um, is there any process you go through as a pastor about what to do with someone's secret? Yeah, I think the, the initial response is so true. The, the, some people respond, their eyes get really big, and, you know, probably right. a good thing not to do would be like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> right, sure, of course. But I think to, to, to really validate that person saying, first of all, thank you so much for sharing what's in your heart and because i don't think that so quickly we want to jump to answers right and we so quickly want to jump to oh okay we'll do this and then you're going to stop doing that but i i think that so quickly we in jumping to answers we skipped over the work of the holy spirit in the process and we've turned it into some sort of oh you're dealing with Oh, I don't know, pornography. Oh, do this, this, and this. Right. And it's all of a sudden a three-step process to freedom rather than a slower process that involves the work of the Holy Spirit. I love, I love what Jesus did for us. He entered our mess. And so maybe as a person receiving and hearing somebody's confession is that we also kind of enter the mess with them as well. That was Aaron Stern. The book is What's Your Secret? And it's available now. Better to have tried it all. Least we got to taste it. Locked up in the chains. We change. Caught up in the chains. You're listening to Ryan Adams. The song is Chains of Love from the album Ashes and Fire, and the video is playing right now on Relevant TV. On Daniel Bash's uh, debut album, there's a song that he has a duet with uh, Kim Walker-Smith of Jesus Culture. Right. Uh, it's called Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when he was coming down to record in our studio, one of the surprises was going to be that Kim was actually going to come and, and sing for the performance right at the last minute she wasn't able to so he pulled in a i would say a somewhat worthy replacement uh, you could say that in uh, rita springer um <laughs> she's amazing the performance was amazing here is daniel bashta with rita springer the song is pursuit
That was Daniel Bashta. Check out the video of these live performances. Not only these two songs, but three more and an interview. 
starting Monday at relevant.tv. listening to Mute Math. The song is In No Time. It's from their new album Odd Soul. You can see a live performance of this song at relevant.tv. Is that the one that we shot? It is. When we were in New Orleans uh, uh, shooting the uh, everything for the November cover story on Mute Math, we got the guys to perform this song in, in um, Paul's basement. Uh, well, not his basement. His garage. It's new Orleans houses. Everything's built on the second floor and up. So it's a basement slash garage, but it's like he had an old organ in there and a bunch of, you know, random instruments and stuff. And the guys just <coughs> were climbing on boxes and moving lawnmowers and, <laughs> and, uh, shot. Seriously, it. that is what was happening. Yeah. We did a four camera shoot and they did this, um, it, it, you know, it was just basically two mics. It was, it was a room mic and, uh, a mic for his vocals. So the mix isn't what we usually do. But um, it was it was a very cool experience. You can yeah. check that out over at relevant.tv. Just search for Mute Math. <laughs> All right, it's time for feedback. Last week, we asked you what the um, failed GOP candidates... the What? The, the, okay, fine. The GOP candidates who have chosen to drop out of the race, what they should do next. You know, uh, I always wondered what... what presidential candidate or what any candidate who doesn't win an election does you know do they go work at a law firm for two years uh i don't know what they do uh so we thought this is such an interesting cast of characters from michelle bachman and herman cain to rick perry to tim Pawlenty to donald trump donald trump you know like you know we just want to get your uh suggestions for what did they he, should do did he run? who donald trump yeah he was in a couple debates was early really? on mm-hmm. early on this yeah year? anyway so here's all these candidates they need employment. So we asked you what they should do next. You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your feedback there. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, Fred Hudson. Well, first, Fred gave some uh, good feedback about the the uh, handbell uh, talk. Mm-hmm. But first, first of the question of the week, he says that uh, since Phoenix Jones uh, has been in the news, maybe he needs a partner for fighting crime. That man could be Rick Santorum. <laughs> Who's Phoenix Jones? I don't know who this is. He, he we did a, a, a slice about him a while ago. He was the vigilante Superhero. that started wildly oh. pepper spraying people waiting yeah. in line to go to a bar because he thought they were fighting. Wow. Yeah. So I could see that because uh, he he doesn't allude to this, but Rick Santorum. I think could make that sweater vest into some sort of cool bulletproof superhero vest. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, he, he, he has a couple others. My favorite commentary, he says, is uh, Ron Paul should play Mr. Burns in the Broadway version of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him doing a song and dance? That would be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be great. And he kind of does look like Mr. Burns, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not as lank. He's not as tall, you know? Yeah. But but, but I'm saying he's he got looks the... as close to Mr. Burns as any living person I've seen. No, Actually, Hubie Brown looks uh, a little bit more like Mr. Burns. Hubie Brown, uh, NBA commentator on TNT, old coach. He's got the liver <laughs> spots down. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen, I haven't yeah. observed Ron Paul's liver spots. So. <laughs> <laughs> he may not, be, you know, the magic of makeup may be able to, to, oh, that's true. to seal that role. I know his ad liver spots. That's true. But uh, Fred Hudson also, he was talking about our, our talk about special music times and, uh, you know, different um, handbell segments and things like that that you see in, in churches. And he said that his church had a, a group of dancers that these dancers would go out and do these choreographed uh, dances to CCM songs, uh, but they were only prop was Dow Robs which are these wooden sticks, evidently. And so the repertoire only consisted of two or three songs. So the church had uh, were treated to several repeats throughout the year. 
Um, he said him and his friend, they never had a name for this special ministry, but him and his friend decided, well, let's think of a name. So he said it took about 30 seconds for his buddy to come up with the name the Dow Movement. <laughs> Why awesome. do you need a prop when you dance? It probably had some uh, lightsaber or ninja type moves in yeah. the choreography. Where you spin it, probably some air guitar too. Uh, speaking of the special, <laughs> yeah. the the handbell choir I, on Twitter, we offended a uh, handbell choir director. <laughs> I saw that. Um, yeah. So I, I I apologize. Not really. You went ha 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 ha. Sorry about that. Yeah. Kind of like sorry you got offended. Not sorry we said anything. Right. What, what, we said the word sorry. Who was this? <laughs> Did they respond in feedback? No, he, no, 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 no. On he, Twitter, this person's like. Uh, I, I am a uh, I am a handbell choir director at a Lutheran church. You know, you guys were mean, and, and so basically, you said that uh, Hambone and Jesse were ruthless, and Cameron and Maya were ruthless. Yes, ruthless. Yeah. Well, okay. I am. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I'll <laughs> well, put handbell. Yeah, right. I'll put handbell um, people on my list of sensitive listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that goes without saying. If you're a handbook choir yeah. director, you have thin <laughs> very sensitive. Oh. But is that his only job or is it part of his job? He's the music director at a Lutheran church where he regularly directs the handbell choir as well. Okay. That's well, I, okay. As a music director, I could see him defending one of his, uh, you know, projects. So, and I'm sure if, if if this church has like a full-time like music director, they probably have a pretty good handbell choir to his credit. I'm just talking about like kind of the goofy ones with like, Youth group kids that didn't have any other, they weren't involved in anything else. They were just the handbell guys, you know? Yeah. So my apologies. I, I, I'm sure they have a very good uh, handbell. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Team Money 9000, he says Ron Paul, after, after he leaves the election, uh, should absolutely become a train conductor. I can totally I see, can that. see that. Oh, that yeah. too. And he also said that, uh, that uh, Mitt Romney should be a bellhop. I can pretty much oh, see that perfect. too. But he'd be like the the chief bellhop. Right. He'd be the the guy who the one who could fire people directed if he all the to. other bellhops. Right. <laughs> he likes to fire the other bellhops. Right. <laughs> yeah, he'd be the chief bellhop. Oh no, no no, he wouldn't be a bellhop. He'd be the concierge. You're right. You know what I mean? Yep. Because he can yep. he can that suit you know and that mm -hmm. smile mm -hmm. and that hair. Yeah, <laughs> it just fits. He's got concierge hair. Yeah. I could see him as like a, a game show host from the 50s as well. He doesn't have the personality. That's his problem, is that he's yeah. kind of vanilla anyway. Yeah. He's yeah. got the look. He just doesn't have any uh, anything else. Well, War Elephants uh, 113 said that he thinks all the ex-candidates should do their own version of the village people. <laughs> and their song would be G-O-O-P for G-O-P primary. <laughs> It's fun to run in the G O O P it or the G O P P. Excuse me. It should be like uh, American Idol, where they go out and like the the top ten. You perform. Oh yeah, they go the on place. a tour. They go on a tour, yeah. like a lecture tour. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> almost, almost became president tour. But no one wants tour. to go to the lectures because we've been having to watch these terrible debates for you know six months. But I would pay to probably see them sing live, dressed as the village people. <laughs> I Crow says. Um, that clearly there's uh, openings right now for Italian cruise ship drivers. Uh, and they said uh, that GOP, former GOP candidates would be really good at it because they can always jump ship when they start sinking. Too soon. Wow. That's what they said. Too soon? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty they're probably. Still, they're still pulling dead bodies off that boat. Hey, I didn't say it. Crow did. Yeah, thanks a lot, Crow. <laughs> also, um, Mark Sanchez, our good friend, quarterback. Mm -hmm. Quarterback, New Jersey. Uh, New, New York, York Jets. New Jersey. The New yeah. Jersey Yets. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, he has been so kind as to post his mama's delicious ham bone soup recipe. Oh, that's no. nice. So uh, he said Ryan should have no problem getting hits now. Hashtag ham bone. So anyone who's so looking for ham bone soup. Hashtag ham bone is delicious. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mark. He's got plenty of time on his hands now in the off season. Yeah. To sit yeah. There and make yeah. Suits. He's not up to anything. <laughs> Thank, he, they didn't make the playoffs. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, well they have him as quarterback. That's why they didn't make it. You, so you don't think he's a starting level quarterback in the no. NFL? I, I'm a Jets fan, and 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 I think that they need. You, look, okay, he went he, to the AFC Championship two years in a row. He, he at I, least, I give him credit for that. He's got a lot of playoff wins. Right. But he's not improving. They should they should bench him for a while and make him get, get Peyton Manning. Is he really going to re retire? Or is, was that... We talked about that last week on the podcast. But I don't, I don't remember what the outcome was. It, he hasn't 
It's up to Rob Lowe at this point. (laughs) 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 Peyton Manning and and Caldwell, the the Colts owner, they just said, look, we're just going to let Rob Lowe decide what the next move is. Love it. So ball's in his court. Your move once again, Rob Lowe. (laughs) Lowe. If I had a dollar for every time I said that. All right, that'll do it for last week's feedback. Uh, check out, there's there's a lot more replies. Head over to last week's podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and join in. Um, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right, well, we didn't even ask you last week, and there was people bringing uh, special music feedback. So we thought we, we should actually open this up because we, we've, we've all experienced this. So we want to hear your awkward church special music stories um head over to this week's episode page at relevantmagazine.com and uh right there in the feedback uh or right there in the comments tell us your memories of awkward special music growing up we've all been there and 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 listen i do feel bad about maligning handbell choirist and so it's not isolated to them we were just we were just riffing on them last week handbell choirs do get maligned which is why they, they have do. to carry. Unfair, they get unfairly maligned, they, mainly because of the gloves. I think they have to carry fancy whistles. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's what I was told one time when I was in a room at at, uh, at church or something, and I wanted to start playing on the handbells, just goof around with them. They're like, "No, no, no! You got to wear the gloves because the oils from your hand can damage the sensitive brass on those bells." And so it's not their fault. They have to wear those white gloves. So maybe. Like calls unto like, and people who are themselves sensitive like to play instruments that are sensitive as well. <laughs> but is... also finely tuned. And and honestly, quite beautiful. <laughs> exactly. So, But all that to say is oh, we don't want to single out handbells here. We want to single out anyone who's ever had an awkward experience at a special music time at church, because I think we've all been there. Yeah, we have. My favorite uh, is the lady who gets up, and this happened all through my childhood, and she would start her song by saying, I'm really sorry. I didn't have much time to practice this week. Uh, just, try to, <laughs> just try to focus on the words. No I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It happened almost every time she'd get up to sing. Why, why did and they then, keep and then, letting her? And then right before she starts singing, she just goes, please receive this blessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she'd cry by the second chorus. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. She'd always break down in the middle of her song. Why did they let her keep because singing? Because they were desperate to just have special music every week. Why? It, and during the offering. That's During the it, offering. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. It's like every church has this seven minutes that has to mm-hmm. be filled. It's so awkward. Yeah. And you can't do worship because then people say, aren't going to pass the basket because right. their hands are going to be in the air. They aren't paying attention. So you have to listen to something that you can't participate. So it's the people who weren't talented enough to be on the worship team. This is their chance to shine. But Yeah, they, they, and by they got shine, the stage to themselves yeah. at this point. But that seems like a terrible idea. Oh, it's a horrible idea. But it happens every week ar- around church, ch- churches around this country. <laughs> Our church, they uh, the worship band plays a song that is not as much of a worship song. It's just a great song. And so it's the same band, same people. And then coming out of the song, they'll usually kind of morph back into a worship song. They'll say, stand with us. And so, but you are sitting and listening during the offering. So it's like a three minute song intro. Yeah. Kind of what they're playing. Yeah. More or less. Right. But it's not during the uh, participatory worship Mm -hmm. lyrics. I've seen words. I've seen lyrics. For, because like the lyrics are, uh, it was still like a hymn or something, and they didn't have like the lyrics on the you know the the screens or whatever, and the person forgot and just started doing like the kind of the, you know like the sound, <laughs> you know they they faked it pretty good, but I think that person also started crying because they they knew that people knew what was going on. I'd love know? to see like a church that does a, a worship song and then like the guitar player goes into like a 5 minute solo and during that solo is when they pass the buckets around and then it just transitions back into the song. We we went to a church uh 5 7 years ago that had a it was the young service, mm-hmm. you know whatever at a uh, at a more traditional church. And so they had the edgy uh praise band and you know, it's basically any of the musicians that were under 35 were on this band. Well, they took it to another level because the guitarist for the band was the former guitarist for NSYNC. Okay. No. Oh, wow. Right. And so every, every song, I'm not, I'm not saying every week. I'm saying every song. 
he would insert this wild guitar riff solo and he would crank it to 11. It was like, <laughs> wee, 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 wee. And oh, you better would, believe it. And they would go, <laughs> the guy played for NSYNC. They would, you know? They would go on for so long. I would get so livid. I would go <laughs> wait out in the lobby because I couldn't handle the worship because wow. it was so showy yeah. and stuff. And I was like, that is not the point. Yeah. The point should not be to draw attention to you. Right. You know what I mean? That's what special music's for. That's what the offering's for. <laughs> right. Yeah, this guy should just do his guitar solos for offering every week. I was so mad, man. I was so mad. Anyway. Did they let him play week after week? Week after week. I, I filled it's out the comment forms. Yeah. I would write notes on my tithe envelope, like make the guitarist like it's not about the guitarist. You throw stuff on stage during his performance. <laughs> you're never booing s- him. We, we ultimately, I actually liked the pastor and the worship player. We actually probably ultimately ended up leaving that church because I couldn't handle. I it, I got so stressed out and angry during church, and I was like, after a year of this, I was just like, this is not what my church should do to me. You it's know what I mean? Worth it. It's not worth it. Yep. So we ended up leaving because of the in sync guitar solos in every song in worship. It probably tainted your view of NSYNC after that too, didn't oh, it? Oh, I couldn't go to you another concert just, again. I burned all my shirts. All NSYNC records. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. We had a big bonfire of NSYNC <laughs> music. <laughs> they never sounded the same again. <laughs> my mom uh, sang special music growing up and uh, there was a Christian bookstore called Long's Christian Bookstore. It was a big Christian bookstore. They were like one of the first ones to have like a cafe in it and stuff. Mm. Really groundbreaking. Mm. That's where I bought all my Christian hip-hop cassette singles. Good times. Back in the late 80s. And um, they had a whole section for accompaniment music mm-hmm. and you would go and you'd listen and like there was this uh, big uh, islands where you could pop in the cassettes and listen to them and stuff and I would go down there with my mom and she would spend hours selecting music while I was over there listening to the, the hip hop stuff and uh, I just remember that was like a big thing it was like a whole industry yeah of it these was huge these Tapes, like accompaniment tapes. Tell me if this ever happened at either yeah. of your churches, but the tapes would typically on one side be in one key, right. and then on the other side, it's in another key. So this also <laughs> happened many times at my church. The song would start about three lines in, the girl would just be like, uh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. This is the, this is the wrong side. Can you, you start ever it see again? Him just trying to power through something <laughs> way up the ranch. <laughs> and that that happened many times awesome. too. Yep. Yeah. It's like they, Did you see that look of panic yep. in her eyes when they realized that I can't sing this? But they're like, I'm I'm a verse deep right now. <laughs> yeah. Mary, did you know? <laughs> I, just keep going. <laughs> the offering is halfway around. We can't stop. <laughs> we can't we can't bring the place back. Just finish it. <laughs> That's your baby boy. I can't. <laughs> yeah, so we want to hear your special music stories too. Uh we did talent shows at my church and um my friend and I Laura and I did a did a dance to Can't Touch This. What? During <laughs> the service? Hammer. No, oh. it was an after, it was like that would have been awesome if that was during the I service. I mean, but church people came uh, yeah. to it. I'd We're go to that Lutheran yeah, church. At, at a Lutheran church during offering. <laughs> can't touch this. And we literally went, can't touch this. No. On your privates? <laughs> yeah. We <were> like, <laughs> can't touch this. No. What? Can't touch this. No. You made it a purity dance? Yeah. <gasps> what? <laughs> that is incredible. We're impacted by that. <laughs> You were really, I'm not sure how I haven't shared this with you. Either. You did a purity dance to Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. It covered it up. Oh, my. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my. We did that the, is amazing. We did the what, Running Man. And... Oh, my. That was probably way more effective than Rebecca St. James's song. Yeah. <laughs> how did... But the, yeah, it's it's clear. There's not a lot of subtlety there. So, I mean, for, for, the, for the four lines of the chorus, sure. But the rest of the song doesn't go with the purity theme yeah we just always brought it back okay so you just kind of did other stuff during the verses but but really it's about the chorus yeah i love it you just brought it back it's amazing i never told you that no i no. you never told me that you did purity dances to to mc hammer yeah no back in the day all right, I All right go. so that that's, that's going to be the next question of the week. What songs did you do purity dances to <laughs> in middle school? Oh, yeah, I would just lump them in with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so um, on that note, we'll wrap it up. 
Many thanks to Aaron Stern for talking to us. You can check out his new book uh, by Googling Aaron Stern Secrets. <laughs> um, also, thanks to Daniel Bashta for coming through. So you can uh, head over to Relevant TV and check out all five of the songs Daniel performed, uh, the videos, and as well as a uh, interview video that we did with him. Uh, so there's six Daniel Bashta pieces on Relevant TV right now. You'll definitely want to check that out. Uh, and you can check out his website at danielbashta.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Justin Carey. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. There you go. You're a member this <laughs> week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up now? We'll see you next week. <laughs> you can't touch this. Can't touch this. My, 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 my this. music hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know you can't touch this. All I need to, to really blow the lid off this is more shirtless pictures of Kevin Bacon. <laughs>